Sangin Podcast would like to appreciate everyone who has listened and watched our episode. On behalf of the podcast, we would like to encourage every one of you to follow and subscribe to us using whichever medium you choose to listen to us. This increases our outreach and makes us bring bigger and better guests for amazing stories. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sangin Podcast. Today I'm joined by the amazing Mr. Bright, who is the founder and CEO of Bright Photography and also the tech shop. Uh, Mr. Bright, welcome to the podcast. Ah, thank you. Thank you. Nice to meet you. How are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. Um, first things first. Um, how would you describe yourself? Who's Mr. Bright? Uh Bright is just an average guy, <laughs> you know, a student who forget that uh being in china you know you can't work and uh and you need to make a living so that's how i came up to be who i am today everything that i do it's because of that and i'm just trying to uh pass time you know in china sometimes you can be bored so in summary bright is just an average person just like everyone else there's nothing really too special <laughs> <laughs> i like your honesty though when you say you can't work in china finding what to do and not so bored i love that honesty <laughs> yeah it's the truth you know it was a sad realization <laughs> after <laughs> we came <laughs> Okay, um, one of the things I admire about you as a person is your photography. Um, I like, when, when, I check, when I check your social media platforms, especially your photography page, I see high-quality photographs of your clients. And I just want to ask, um, give us an insight on bright photography and how and what inspired it started. Uh... To be honest, uh, I did not even had an idea to have bright photos in the beginning. What just happened is uh, after COVID, you know, we spend a lot of time inside the house. So I just, we were just watching a lot of videos and uh, I, I found across this, uh, there's this documentary uh, that I watched about a, a photographer, I think his name was called Abbas. I, he passed away now, but that was his last interview. He was a war photographer. So after I watched that documentary, I just I just liked uh, everything that he said and uh, how he he was. He was a street photographer and a war photographer. So after COVID, I just decided, you know what? I'm just gonna buy a camera and uh, I just started taking pictures of the street. If you go on bright photos. Uh, if you scroll like down, down, you can see a lot of street photos about Hua. That's that's how I started to take pictures. I just thought that was a a good idea. And uh, from uh, the guy that I I'm talking from a bus, I just realized, ah, you know what? I just liked to show, uh, especially the people that keeps. This city clean. It's one of the things people don't really notice uh, a lot about this city. People they think, ah, oh, you know, China is very nice, especially when things are very clean and everything works. But no one really thinks about the people who make that thing happen. So, 
just started taking pictures of uh, you know the eyes and the shushus who clean the roads and the people who collect the garbage uh the people who just maintain uh the, the, this city to make it uh what it is and that's how i started if you go on bright photos on my old photos you can see those photos wow 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 and um so how did you like now start to make it mainstream where you have your social media page you have clients coming to you the thing is uh how I started, uh, it was uh, El it was El Drizzo's album launch. Uh, yeah, yeah, he wanted a photographer there. I, I never used to uh, photograph people, but he was like, oh, you know, uh, I need a photographer real quick. Can you just come and take photos uh, for my album launch, his first album? So I went there and I took some pictures and uh, people liked it so i just started practicing and that's how i started doing bright photos for people and then i just realized along the way you can make money out of it you know? <laughs> <laughs> there is, there is, and, and and speaking of uh, drizzle recently i saw you were in charge of his video shoot so do you also yeah, do videography yeah. yeah yeah both of his videos uh the Chococo, the recent one and uh pochemi or the other one we did i think it was back in june i'm, I'm not sure june or, or may or june i'm not sure but something somewhere there so you're now also into videography also mainstream yeah yeah wow i'm i'm curious to know like um when you're factoring in, let's say, your client work and everything, do you have a pre, like a template? Like you tell the client, maybe you should dress like this, you pose like this, what, or do like this, or you, or when the client tells you what to do, or it's both. Uh, most of the times, uh, I don't really have a plan or a customer that doesn't, the clients that don't really have plans, because you know, uh, the thing is uh if you if you have a template you limit yourself to the to that template like you you'll be uh confined to what you can do based on that template so i i really don't usually like to have templates because you know sometimes you might have different environment different equipment from the template that you might be trying to follow so you limit yourself into uh how creative you can so most of the time i just go to a location with a person and we see what we can do from there nice 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 um okay my next question would be um you has been in the photography game for some time and kind of generated sort of like a reputation um what would be your tips that you would share someone who's wanting to also join the, the industry of photography and videography uh what i would say is uh don't <laughs> the short answer is uh please don't it's very expensive and very <laughs> time consuming I'm, I'm telling you the truth you know you need to spend a lot of money on equipment before you can even get a customer i didn't know that and uh, there are a lot of trial and errors, you know, 
uh, and uh, you know the the biggest mistake uh, that I would say uh, to the new photographers to avoid is uh, we watch a lot of YouTube videos uh, because when you are starting you don't really know much about uh, this industry you don't really know much about cameras you don't really know much about lighting like a lot of things we don't know about and most of these things they are too technical you need someone to explain it to you how it works even if you buy a camera a camera can do search and you know like my camera it i think it is like more than 80 menus that you more than 80 settings that you can choose from just to take one picture so <laughs> there are a lot of things so you need some people to explain it to you and uh one one thing i would uh, try to tell people is don't really listen to youtube youtubers about what camera to buy about uh, which kind of equipment to buy because you realize these people they make uh videos that are up to date you know that like if you watch a a, a, a best camera from a video from now you find out those cameras they cost way over 10,000 RMB that they will be recommending and the equipment is over 10,000 RMB so uh i know there is no way you can uh, watch a video uh do get into this industry without watching some video so my tips is when you want to research about cameras which camera to buy just uh put like best camera maybe 2014 or 2013 those cameras are still are good enough they are still way way ahead of their time even up to now they are still good those cameras between 2012 and 2013 2014 and they are affordable you can pick up uh, a very good second aid uh, on this and another tip is don't be afraid to buy second hand equipment uh it's it saves you so much money and most of them they are really good they don't uh this cameras they don't break i remember my first camera was a 5d mark ii that camera was first released in 2007 and i bought it uh, last year in 2021 i think and i sold it and the person still have that camera and then i had a mark uh, a 5d mark ii mark III. i it still worked uh yeah it's one of the best cameras i've ever had and it's from 2012 but uh when I started to, to enter into videography, it it didn't uh, support uh, videos. So that's why I had to change to the camera that I'm using now because it can support videos also. But in terms of image quality, those cameras from 2012, 2013, they are really good and by second end, that's what I can say. It can save you a lot of money and a lot of time. And uh, another tip is, uh, when you are getting into this, uh, when you watch videos, like uh, you'll be told a lot of things about which lenses to use, which cameras to use. If I tell you, like, uh, I I use 99% of the time, I use the cheapest lens, <laughs> like the cheapest lens money can buy. That's, uh, there, there is no other expensive lens than that. It costs 500 RMB. And that's what I use for all of my, 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 my images. But then, you find out that I have also two other lenses that I was recommended to buy. They are very expensive. I never use them. So that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, just find what uh, you are comfortable with in terms of gear. Because not everything that is recommended will work with you. I just like that one. 
and most people most photo most photographers they don't recommend it because they are like it's too limited because you cannot zoom in or out or anything it's just a fixed focal uh, length it's 50 millimeters but i find out that's the one i like it produces the look that i like and uh for me for the kind of work that i do it just works for me so uh before you be told uh, this one it works just think about what you are comfortable with and uh don't really listen to a lot of uh, these photographers in terms of gear nice nice and i'm curious ask I've, i once interacted with someone and they told me because they have an iphone 14 pro max they can do photography very well the thing is uh the difference between a camera and uh, a phone camera is uh, actually in terms of image quality iphone 14 can produce a really good uh, image quality and there is nothing wrong with that you know uh different you know uh being the uh, photography is a creative work it's it's not as much as uh, like painting or, or something like that, but it is still art. So a camera is just a tool that we use to show uh, your artistic style. So it, if uh, the person once feels like an iPhone 14 Pro is a good uh, uh, tool for them to bring out their creative work, I, I, there is nothing wrong with that. But the difference between uh, iPhone 14 and iPhone uh, and a camera is a camera can give you a lot of options in terms of formats. That's why we buy cameras. It's not because of the image quality. It's because of the format that these pictures saved on. You can save different formats like uh, you can save in RAW files, JPEG, uh, compressed RAW. Like you can choose different kind of formats of pictures and you can have uh, a lot of uh and these formats they allow you to determine how much information is saved on a picture uh, in in a in, in short terms is the image quality that's that's what we will see it's just that these different formats you can get a lot of information for example if you shoot uh, i shoot in jpeg and the the, la the largest format of jpeg uh, because that one you can it can uh the picture can store a lot of information about uh that specific picture i don't know how to explain it without getting too, too technical like uh, the pixels on the pictures they can uh, you can uh, brighten it up you can uh lower the brightness you can change the colors you can change uh the skin tone you can change a lot of things because this format can store all of that information in that picture. That's what allows us to edit these pictures. But when you shoot with a phone, it doesn't store this information. It does not have it. That's why when you try to edit a picture that was taken by a phone, you cannot do that without losing quality because the picture does not have this format, does not have that information. So taking pictures, starting photography business with a phone is not a problem as long as you uh the clients you are hoping to get they like that format that's that's okay there is no reason for you to buy a camera but if you are trying to target customers that would uh, allow that would like different formats i yeah that's also a thing you might need to consider uh your end uh your end customer but if it's just for your personal and you feel, I think a phone is uh, a, a good tool, actually. It's, it's a really amazing tool to do 
if you feel like that's the tool you need for your creative work, that's uh, what you should do. Like what I was saying before, uh, cameras are just tools. So don't listen to me or anyone on the internet about which tool you should use. You find something that is you you are comfortable with and use that one. Okay. And uh, my next question would be, according to you, what is the best hardware and software to use in photography? Uh, so uh, what you need to know about photography is uh, it's a business of logistics. <laughs> it, it has nothing to do with with taking pictures actually that's like i think which i just take one hour maybe less than an hour to take pictures so it's not even part of uh it's that's not what you we should uh so what I, what do i mean it's a business of logistics you need to find uh how you're gonna uh take the pictures from your camera to your editing uh, softwares and to deliver to customers so there are different three different companies that offer software uh, that you can, there is Capture One, I think, yeah, and there is uh, Affinity, I think Affinity, I don't know their name, and there is Adobe. So for me, I just like Adobe softwares because it makes the logistics easier for me. Uh, if you get what I'm saying, like when I edit in Lightroom, I can easily export those files to Photoshop and continue working there. And uh, in Photoshop, I can save for Instagram stories. I can save for Instagram posts because there are different formats for you to post high quality images on Instagram. There are some settings that you need to embed in the photo, the information so that when you post, Instagram doesn't cut down your picture or crop it or cut the uh the the quality because of the size so for me i just use uh light i use pixel set so that my customers can choose their photos that they want me to edit i find it very efficient it's a bit pricey but i think it's a good one and i use lightroom and photoshop and for hardware i made my own computer <laughs> that can handle the kind of work that i like to do <laughs> uh okay and you know, something you said where you 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 advise photographers not to watch youtube videos so where best yeah. can someone learn actually what i found very useful i realized it very late on my last camera i didn't know that but this is the best tip i can tell some when you buy a camera go on youtube go on the camera manufacturer page they have a series of videos that they have about any camera that they make go and watch it's like a user manual they don't tell you what to do they just tell you what the camera does because after all it is a tool so the more you understand the tool that you have and you can use it to your own creative uh to express your own creative words so if you cannot if you cannot find it just read the user manual i know it's it's something that is boring, but that is the best thing you can do. Understand your tool. Go and watch a manual or a user manual. Or most most camera manufacturers they have, especially Canon, they have an extensive. They have their own page that they explain each and every camera on how to use or what everything, what each button does, what each menu is for. Just go and watch those things. Uh, or read the manual. It's so much better saves you so much time okay okay um 
Another aspect of your career which I admire is your tech show. Um, when I watch your your videos on your WeChat channel, um, sometimes you're giving reviews about phones. Others you're giving us advice. Others you're answering our questions that usually ask ourselves about our phones, our devices, tech in general, which is nice and I appreciate that. Um, so tell me about it. Huh, what can okay so. Tech shop, uh, those videos, they are mainly out of my frustration about most of YouTubers, you know. <laughs> the big problem with YouTubers, especially tech reviewers, like most people, <laughs> when you go on YouTube and you want to watch iPhone, uh, let's say you want to research about iPhone 15 or any, or any phone that you want to research about, they will start to tell you this camera is uh, 56 million megapixels. Uh, the battery is 4,600 milliamps. Most people, they don't know what that means. And no, and even if someone knows what it means, no one really understands like the so what part. So most of this time, uh, that's these videos, they just meant to explain the parts that people care about, about a phone. Because when people wants to talk, for example, now people, when you go on YouTube and you watch, uh, especially recently when I watched the review for iPhone 15, you hear just, if you think I'm joking, just go on YouTube and search for iPhone 15. The people spend like two minutes or three minutes out of a eight minutes video talking about the titanium frame that is used, how nice it is, how nice it, it feels in the hand, and uh, most people don't really care about that because we all put our phone in a case anyway. So that is not a feature. It's not something that anyone should be talking about in the first place. People want to know, is it worth it? And if it is, what other options do I have? So that's how I make my video. I just tell people, you know what? Just get an iPhone 13 Pro Max. I think it's the best phone that you can get. That's indeed that's the truth. If I'm getting a phone, I will get an iPhone 13 Pro Max. Because you know they'll tell you, uh, you know that screen it is iPhone 14 is that that uh, dynamic island thing. No, you know yeah. when you use your phone, you don't really see it. <laughs> I've used iPhone 14 before. I know if you spend, you only see it the first few hours. You you buy the phone. After that, you don't even notice it's there. So you don't really care. Uh, what it looks like so that's the thing that if you just want to spoil yourself yeah that's it so that's that's where most of my videos they try to explain uh like i try to ask myself why what people should really care about like uh for example when it comes to laptops what people should really know because everyone know ah uh, for example, you were asking me about hardware, but like, ah, oh, you know, a Core i7 is the best for editing pictures, for example. Uh, there is more to that. Why? Uh, because there is now, I think, 33 different flavors of iPhone 7, a Core i7, sorry. <laughs> so you should know which one to really buy because not all Core i7 are, are made the same. So that's why I try to make these videos to explain to people how things really work so that uh, when you when they make a decision, they are well informed about uh, how how something works and uh, what you should really care about. 
Okay, so I want, I'm curious to ask, because uh, I've seen you answering very many questions on your tech shop channel. I want to ask, um, what has been the most commonly, frequently asked question that you've answered, if it's there? To say the most frequent, if I'm to answer that question correctly, is how much, <laughs> that's the question I ask on a daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> People ask me, how much is this one on a daily basis? So that's the most <laughs> frequently asked question. But another question that people ask me is, uh, most people I realize they don't know much about uh, uh, laptops mm, and, sure. uh, and Android phones. Mm. Because the iPhones, people know uh, a lot about because you know it's popular and uh, Apple spends a lot of money in their marketing to make sure everyone knows about it. But when it comes to Android now, uh, people don't really know much about it. You'll be surprised. Like, for example, Samsung Samsung releases like 53 modules every year. There is no way you can know all of those ones. And Xiaomi can release 20s. So there are a lot of uh, devices out there. So what I usually do is every time my customer, most of my customers, they come to me, they tell me, uh, you know, I want to do this, this, and I have this amount of money. What options do I have? So I just give them, uh, you know, for this price, you can get this, uh, be it a phone, a laptop, a camera, or anything, because there is always the best of uh, any uh, budget. And I think that's 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 the most uh, frequently asked question, like what, uh, what is the best device that I can get? And I try to give people insights, like, ah, you know, if you buy this one, it is good for this reason. Because most people, they come, uh, they want to buy really really out of date technology because you know what uh maybe someone liked uh, an iphone uh or samsung galaxy s20 when it was released maybe three four years ago and uh they've been saving money for a very long time maybe for six uh seven months they've been saving money and now they finally get the money they still want to buy that phone but after seven months maybe samsung have released better options than that one. So my 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 job is to educate my customers. Like I, you know, I know you want this, but there are these options, uh, and this one is better in this uh, areas in this area. So that's how I try to. Uh, that's uh, that's how I come up with the topics of the videos. When a customer, when I save a customer from making a mistake, I'll be like, I think there are a lot of people who would also uh, like to know about this and avoid this. Wow. And there's this common question I ask myself. Do you think it do you think most of these tech companies are really are really innovating in their next models? Let's say like iPhone. I don't see much difference between an iPhone 13 and an iPhone 15. Yeah, apart from the camera and the space. Same goes, I'll guess, with Samsung between S21 and S23. It's like there's no major technological advancement but the prices keep on increasing what's your say on that the thing is uh how can i explain okay so the thing uh, that they are innovative like it's big it's a big deal but you know uh a phone or these devices they are limited to what you can use it for for example you can buy iphone 15 and buy iphone 11 
end. If you're gonna use WeChat, for example, how better the phone is would depend on WeChat, not on the phone. So I think this most of the technological advancements that are happening are are, limi are limited by what we use these uh, how the the software that we use on these phones. That that's the one that limits uh, what this phone can do. Do you get it? Uh, a, a good example is uh, when in, during COVID, for example, we could say, ah, you know, laptops, they've been, uh, they were just a tool, for example, in China, which thought, ah, laptops, they were uh, an important thing in, in, in school. We, but when we come here in China before COVID, we never used our laptop. Most of us, we use them to just watch movies, for example, to watch uh, yeah, YouTube videos and to media consumption. But then in COVID, when we started doing online classes, we realized like, oh, there is more this device can do. Do you get it? You can attend class. You can do your work on on a, on a computer. You can do. There is much more a computer can do without even changing a computer. So that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, the uses that we the use case of the of these phones, they are the ones that limit the possibilities of what these phones are capable of. So we cannot see the difference because we don't change how we use them. Even if you change the phone, you're still gonna use it the same way you use your old phone. So there is no way you can notice a difference. So for for example, uh, right now uh, these are iPhone iPhone 14 iPhone 14 Pro Max. The 15 it is so ahead of its time. Like you will be surprised. Like you can record uh, Apple ProRes to an external device that that alone, there is no phone that can do that but most people you cannot no one should care about it because no one is going to be doing that anyway and most of us don't even know it can do it and even if you know you can you don't even use that feature uh, what do i mean about uh, recording to an external device like you can actually plug in a usb on your phone on your iphone 14 like a terabyte and record mm. directly to the usb without saving that uh that file on your phone so it how does this why is this a big deal because it requires your phone to process it on on uh, on the like when you record a video uh before it goes to your gallery it is stored on your phone and processed in your phone and then saved to your gallery but it skips all this part and all of this computational is happening on your external device it's not happening on board so that the the possibility that they can do that it's really just something amazing and if you want to see how amazing uh, this feature is go and watch the macbook launch on uh, youtube by apple the their recent event it was shot on iphone hmm. iphone 15 pro Oh wow! So wow. that's what I'm saying. Like they couldn't do it with the iPhone 14 Pro, but they can now shoot a whole an entire MacBook launch with their iPhone. So the thing now, what makes it different is how you use it. There are people who can notice the advancement, but most of us we don't really care about what they have changed because there is nothing that they can do actually. To make Instagram better, that's uh, Facebook's job. <laughs>
And for Facebook, they cannot make uh, features exclusive to the iPhone 15 to show its capabilities because they don't want to discriminate against their users. It's paid for their business. So that's 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 just how the thing works. So if you don't change how you use your device, of course, you're not going to notice any difference. If your device, you're going to use it to set your alarm and go to work and uh, take pictures and post them on Instagram. There's nothing you can, there's nothing they can do from iPhone 11 to iPhone 15. They can pretty much do the same job like that. But uh, most of these uh, innovations, they are happening in the background. And uh, no, you shouldn't really know. Most people, they don't notice. For example, another example about the 15 years, uh, it, it now uses a, a platform called 3 nanometer chip and it is like uh, i think 1.6 billion uh transistors i'm i'm talking about something that is even less than uh the size of your hair <laughs> of your hair string that's yeah. that's how that's how big the processor is that's how that's the the, the width of of the of the process of the iphone can you believe that like it's 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 less than like your 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 hair string like it's it, you can't even see your hair but they can fit 1.6 billion microtransistors on that thing. <laughs> so they are really making technological advancement, but it's just that they are too technical for us to notice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You have answered my question. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, one of my final questions to you would be like, um, okay, as you earlier said in your first statement, you can't work in China. Sometimes you're bored, but through all that, you decided to make something for yourself. Um, what would be your advice to the youth, both in Africa and here? Uh. The advice is uh, do, I know this is, uh, uh, many people have heard it so many times. I'm not the first one to say it. And uh, of course, I know the people going to listen to it. They are not going to think it's a good answer anyway. Because every time I hear it also, I still think it's, it's, uh, it's rubbish. When people say, you know, just do what you're good at and see where it takes you. <laughs> I know it's, it's, it's nothing. You know, uh, if you want to just do anything, like just do anything, you'll be surprised how far you can get. Like you will be really, really surprised how far you can go with uh, with anything. You know, like people, the, even if you want to start uh, something like welding or carpentry, you know, there are a lot of, just do that. You know, some of the things that you get to appreciate uh in this life like people break about their furniture for example but there is a carpenter behind that furniture and that person just started by making really terrible furniture in the in the first place and they started and now that's where they are so you'll be surprised uh how far you can go whatever that you want to start just start you'll be surprised how far you can go so your what? advice is start just do it just start whatever it is be it you want to start welding, carpentry, building, or anything. 
don't just start whatever you want you'll be surprised yeah. how far you can go like now even for you you just started right one yeah. interview after another after you'll be surprised what, what kind of people you'll be interviewing next year you you can't even imagine that like sometimes you know you you get to a point where you just reflect back and be like wow i never thought i can come this far i guess that's something we both share just that just that yeah because when i started uh this photo business you know uh this photographer i never thought like it uh like recently i was invited to a school meeting to take pictures just realized there were some executive from taobao alibaba jd pindodo like i never thought like sometime i'll be in a room with those people I'm, it's one of those moments i was like wow i never thought like taking pictures can get you this far like you'll be taking pictures of your school like the dean of the school and the executive of uh, alibaba and njd.com and pindod people when they come to speak and ever it was like a room meeting you know those chinese room meeting i never thought yeah. that at some point i'll be doing that so that's what i'm saying like you'll be surprised by some almost every time i'm surprised like wow i'm not doing this oh wow. okay um my final question to you would be uh your country zimbabwe i've seen you on your dp it's you with the zimbabwean flag <laughs> So I assume you're very proud of your heritage. Um, so tell me about Zimbabwe. You never really appreciate much of your country until you go to a foreign country and become a foreigner. So Zimbabwe is just, there is nothing too special about our country uh, compared to other African countries. We don't have anything special that other countries don't have. But we are happy people in my country and uh, I'm really proud of my country, especially after I came to China, I get to realize, oh, you know, uh, when I was home, you know, I never felt, I've never in my life, I, I never thought I was black, like growing up. I never thought I was black until I came to China. That's when I realized I was black. So there are just a lot of things that <laughs> I am so proud about in my country. Like, I, ne- I know this. I'm not saying I, I, I'm one of those people who identify as white person, but I'm just saying like when I was home, when I, when I was growing up in my country, I never thought I was black. It was a normal thing. And uh, after you come to different countries, you just realize, oh, so there is a thing like people, they think being black is not a good thing. But for me, I'm just proud of being an African and being black because, you know, we don't have to put sunscreen when we go out. We, we just don't have to do a lot of things. And I am really, really a, a proud African. And it's the only place I can actually call home. <laughs> Something yeah. that I don't usually feel when I'm trying. I don't have any, any place I can call home except my country. Thank you, Bright, for passing by. It has really been an honor talking, especially about the photography part. I've liked that part of the conversation. And thank you so much.